Hello, everyone. This is Myra with Holly Pulley's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. We wanted to do something a little bit different today. And so I invited Claudia, who works with Holly Pulley, to, to join me. And we're just going to have a little discussion. And we wanted to talk today about your energy and embracing your energy and how to work with it. So we're going to talk about this on some different levels and some things that I think will be pretty easy to relate to. Sometimes when I mention the word energy, it seems like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> are you talking about electricity that goes through the wires? Or are you talking about what goes through outer space? But actually, we want to talk about it in terms of ourselves and what we do with our body, mind, and spirit. Okay, so welcome, Claudia. Hi, Myra. Thanks Hi. for having me on today. This is fun. Yeah. So when you mentioned that to you, embracing your energy comes with discipline and that those two things go together. Can you share about that with us? Why those things are so linked, how that works for you? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I was just speaking to a mother with young children about this, actually. Where our attention goes is where our energy is going. If I just let it run all over the place, I, I get disconnected from self. And in Ayurveda, we have very specific ways of describing this. We understand there's this thing called vata dosha, and it's very light and airy, and it will, <laughs> it will move, and it moves like the wind. So it will scatter you. Uh, those are the things then that really get in the way of our being able to direct our energy where we, where we would like it to go, to be able to use it in the way that we really want to. And, uh, and so one of the things that it takes in order to do that is to bring the mind in, to rein it in a little bit so that we can get a sense of who am I beyond my mind, right? When I say that, it might be a really foreign idea. And then again, have you ever observed your mind, right? I think we've all done that at some point. Yeah. And sometimes we get really carried away with it and we think we are our mind and it just carries us off into who knows what. And so what discipline does, discipline being something that we do regularly, it's something that, uh, well, let me just say this. It comes from the Latin word disciplina, which means to teach. So we could almost think of it as if we are training our mind or teaching. Yeah. When I do something on a regular basis, I do it with discipline. It's intentional. I can have then a degree of self-control that actually feels good. It feels like I can have a sense of security then. I think for many people these days, discipline has become negative that we think of it as something rigid, or it's something that somebody's making me do that I don't want to do. But I'm actually looking at the word more in being able to direct our energy and where we would like it to go so that we can get the results that we would like in life. And so it does involve a degree of self-control. That, that's what happens, right? But it doesn't mean I have to be rigid about it. Actually, it does just the opposite. Discipline will give us the perspective to be able to step back and look at things 
and say, okay, I'm doing this on a regular basis and what's coming from it? What can I do with this? And the moment I can take that look, now I have a greater sense of myself beyond whatever my actions are, beyond whatever my thinking is. Yeah. So it becomes a, a very positive thing. And that's why in Ayurveda, we talk about practice because practice, you know, is something that we do, especially if we want something to, to develop or we want some degree of mastery with it. We have to do something on a regular basis in order to acquire some skill at it, in order to polish it, right? When I came to Ayurveda and I changed my way of cooking, you know, it took a little bit of practice. Right? Because it didn't all come at once. I can remember just these stories of my friends coming and and me trying trying to cook beans for the first time. Oh my, it didn't go well the first time. It took some practice. <laughs> and some of that was, I was trying new spices. Some of it was because I was, uh, oh, I was doing something I'd never done before. But I also just didn't understand the process. I actually didn't in the beginning understand that the beans needed to be cooked for a, a longer period of time and that they shouldn't be crunchy when I'm eating them. <laughs> and I got to find out about that. And that cooking them with some spices is what allowed them to be digestible. So it took some practice. And so then when I think about it now, do I have a discipline with how I cook? Well, I do, but there's nothing rigid about it. You know, sometimes I cook the beans with one spices or another. Sometimes I cook them with ghee, sometimes with olive oil. There's all kinds of things. So this notion of what's disciplined and what is rigid is very interesting because it's all related to my perspective. And my perspective then, ooh, it's affected by so many things. And the only reason something becomes rigid is because of how I look at it. You know, if I look at it as if there's no flexibility or there's no other options, you know, with life, there's other options always. And that's the, one of the beautiful things about Ayurveda and yoga. It helps us to be able to, to see that, oh, there are these other options. But I look at the whole picture, right? I look at myself holistically and I say, hmm, yeah, I could eat three snacks <laughs> between lunch and dinner, but I also know how that's going to make me feel. So I'm not going to do it because it's more important to me to feel good. Sometimes people get confused and they think that's being rigid. I'm not going to eat the snack because I wanted to in that moment. But the thing is, as a human being, we have that ability to discern. We have that ability to make those decisions and say, hmm, yeah, it might be nice if I put that in my mouth for a few seconds, but is it more important for me to feel better when I eat my meal and feel better the next morning because I've digested all my food? This is a really great things to take a look at these days because mm, sometimes I think people, they think that freedom comes by not having any discipline uh, and or that Freedom comes because it's not rigid. But if I only think of rigid as something negative, I think it's a trap, honestly. I think it's a trap of the mind. But our real freedom comes 
when we're able to actually do what we want to do in life, right? And so maybe it's about want. I want, I want, I want, I want this in the moment. You know, that's why we have parents that take care of babies, because otherwise babies, they don't know yet and would grab the things that would make them sick. Yeah. But because we have people who have a little more experience on the planet, parents will call them, they're going to guide baby to be safe, generally speaking, right? Those are the kind of things that we need to realize. And as we grow into our bodies and our bodies mature, that we mature emotionally and start to see where are the ways that I'm going to experience freedom. Discipline and practice bring us a lot of freedom. Yeah. And Ayurveda and yoga give us the understanding and the tools to be able to to approach life in a way that works for us, that I can have the freedom that I want. And that's why we're all so different because, because we have different, we have different constitutions. We have different ideas and uh, what we would like to bring to life and we can do it. When you were talking about what it is that we want, uh, I was thinking we don't we don't always get what we want, but we do get what we tolerate, mm-hmm. and that can be what we tolerate from other people, but also what we tolerate from ourselves. So we may be just going along and you know reacting in life and not really being the own taking that command of our own life even if we say we don't have a routine our routine may be staying up late at night scrolling on a phone or something like that and we're tolerating ourselves in that and so that's what we'll get more of and I was thinking how there must be many people who have trouble with discipline and turning up and they might be listening thinking well, I'm not sure why it is that I haven't been able to be disciplined or stay in that routine. And um, what would you say? Mm. Yeah, well, again, it's something that we're guided toward as young people. But if we aren't guided toward that, then it does feel really difficult. And then again, this is where the practices come in, because everything has an effect on that. For example, if if my eating is really poor, uh, poor quality food, those kinds of things, then my mind is going to be all over the place and I'm going to tend toward those lower energies. For example, if I'm eating mm, a lot of processed foods, those are foods that don't have much prana. They don't have much life force in them. And so that will tend to drag us down. And then we get we, we literally get lazy. And I don't mean just lazy physically, but I mean lazy inside. And it's like, oh, it all feels like too much bother, right? And then we want people to uh, lead us and take charge of our lives. But then when they actually do that, we don't really like it very much. Some of it is just our getting to know ourselves inside. And this is where Ayurveda and yoga are so, so valuable 
for giving us tools to work with to come to understand ourselves and to be able to make little shifts. And that's the thing. When we've been leading a life of not any discipline and not getting what we want in life, then it requires a little bit of focus. And that's where tools like pranayama and meditation can be done in a very small way. The whole thing can be less than five minutes in a day. But those are the kinds of things that help us get to know our internal world and to be able to start to develop some of that discipline. It's the process of life. It's the process of the practice that goes on in life. You know, we start doing something like some pranayama and meditation, for example, and then all these other things happen in life and, and we let it get in the way. Then it's always, it's just a sorting out process. We do this all the time anyway, right? We make choices every day. And so we have to decide, do, am I, do I value how it makes me feel? So how I approach the rest of my day. Yeah. That's how we begin to take advantage of the level of consciousness that we have available to us as human beings. It's really, <laughs> it's the difference between human beings, us, and for example, uh, the monkeys that came to visit me this morning. <laughs> and so they're just scrambling and running all over the place and, and probably playing and having some good time and that, and they're looking for some of the food that they probably shouldn't have that our humans are having. And then they scrambled back off into the into the jungle. But there is a difference there and it's available to us, but we have to also, we have to take it up, use it. That's the difference between living life from the outside in versus living life from the inside out. Yeah. And we're meant to live life from the inside out. We're designed that way. We're not going to all be alike. Thank goodness. Because it would just get really boring if we were all exactly alike, right? That resonated with me, what you said about it being a choice and things will come up. Things will always come up. There will always be new new things that seem urgent and it's about our priorities. Sometimes when I feel quite busy, I am actually inspired to remember you always doing your practices unwaveringly every morning there 5 a.m and I think of how much you have on your plate going on and it's your most important meeting of the day to meet yourself there at your morning practice and yes then everything else that goes on during the day you said it right it's it yeah it does it, it just makes all the difference and I hear people say that frequently oh I feel so much better and then it really is, it's a, it's a matter of our getting some perspective and saying, it is that important. Yeah. And then you may, and take that step. People are talking a lot these days about intuition, which is great that people are tuning into themselves. It can seem like it's a way around discipline because discipline can be hard because we are willing ourselves in the beginning before it becomes you know more of a, a practice so when people talk about intuition they want to feel into that day um, you know what time do they feel like waking up what practices that they feel like doing today maybe a little bit of this and a little bit of that 
do you think how can that be helpful but also how can that be a hindrance to people really getting to know themselves as spirit because the beautiful thing of a consistent practice is it doesn't scatter our energy first thing in the morning because we're not trying to decide and make yeah a choice that maybe won't be helpful because really we're just wanting to connect with ourselves so if we know what our practice is if it's consistent we can do that that's very well put it, that's exactly what it does it centers you into yourself and the thing that we need to understand and especially these days and i'd say much more so in the past 15 years and that is we have so many things that distract us and so many things that aggravate vata dosha the part of us that's light and airy and creative but also the part that gets scattered very easily and so there's a lot of times people are confusing intuition with imbalanced vata dosha oh i think i'll go do this oh maybe i'll try a little of that and then this and da, da, da. and that will will cause problems over time because the mind will continue to get more scattered and then the body will start to suffer for that and little symptoms start to show up and then they grow and so that's why we give it some structure yeah not rigid just a structure nature gives us a structure really and this is a big one that we go against, which is the sun comes up, the sun goes down. Yeah, and we're meant to wind it down when that sun goes down. There could be a special event, something with the moon or something like that. Great, something with the stars. But other than that, if you think about what's natural, it's going to be, oh, that means it's time to wind down and go to sleep. Just think about things in that way, how nature's given us some structure and that we need to give ourselves some structure. And that reminds me of something that I was talking to someone recently about. She said, oh, but I can do it. I can. And it reminded me one time somebody said to me, I can, I can put my foot behind my head, but I also have a lot of trouble with my hip joints. And say, like, well, just because you can doesn't mean that it's a good idea. And that's something to really think about in life, because life isn't about accomplishing things. It's really about living the process and enjoying that process. Just because I can do something, make sure it's a good idea in, in reference to your entire life. And then you can choose it. Yeah. And if we look at any of the other creatures in the natural world, they're all following their own routine. Even the plants, the flowers blossom at the same time of year. Everything's following that pattern and there is consistency each day. And we're really going against our own true nature by being okay. out of that routine. Yeah. Well, I don't think we can talk about discipline on an Ayurvedic podcast without talking about Tejas. So do you want to explain a little bit about Tejas, what it is, what it creates in the body, where it comes from? Yes, you're absolutely right. And that's something that we can do next time. We'll talk about Tejas and how that plays a significant role in our choices in life and really how, how we flow through life. 
Okay. Until next time. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, Join simple Ayurvedic cooking with Halipule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.